0: Today is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Transgender activist kills six in targeted attack against Christian school. Rand Paul staffer is stabbed in D.C. And Mike Davis joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. I hate news cycles like this. They are depressing and sad. I got very, very little sleep yesterday, uh, and this has been a rough one. I have done media for my entire career. This is my profession, breaking news, and these days are the worst, and these days have something in common. They have a true thread through all of them, and we are going to discuss all of that now and how we fix moments like this in our society because we are heading down a dangerous, dangerous path. Ladies and gentlemen, in breaking news environments, you want to make sure that you are connected, especially to your team so that you can get true information out and so that you can be appraised of all of the horrible things or good things, either one going on around you. That is why it is important that you have proper cell phone coverage. Americans have had it. They are done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions and billions of dollars while trashing this country and the success that made all of it possible. That is why I use Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. I do not want a bad America. I want a good America. I do not want bad things for this country. I want good things for this country. That's why we've thought long and hard and really just didn't sleep last night uh, considering this show. This is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, and you get a coverage guarantee. All of this plus the knowledge that you are supporting a free speech, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and military first responder, hero-based company. And we'll be talking about these first responders in just one second. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team is at the ready to take your call. 878-PATRIOT. You can call now or go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Get your free activation today with the offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com Benny. So why is this such an important issue for me? Why is this something that rings so near to my heart? And why is this uh, a topic this shooting in Nashville that killed six people, three of them being innocent little children, uh, something that we are going to really break down on this show and talk about the transgender activists that committed this horrible hate crime and really detail what this all stems from. Why? Well, starting off here, these are my children. I am uh, not shy about posting photos of my children. You can find them on my social media. I believe that it is important. This is a, a calculated risk that my wife and I take. I believe that it is important. For me to have uh, uh, some visibility inside of my family, for people to see uh, that I am a father and that these things matter to me, that raising children is not something that takes away from your life. It's not something that cripples you or breaks you. It's something that is good and wholesome and wonderful and important. And what is the most important thing that I do for my children? As I have chosen to become a father, my children didn't choose to be born. I chose to become a father. Well, the most important thing I do for my children is tell them no. I tell my children no probably 400,000 times a day. And the reason I do that is because I want them to be a functioning part of society. I want them to know that the ultimate good is not your personal fulfillment. If given the opportunity, my two-year-old there, Eloise, would eat every single cookie on the counter and every bar of chocolate in the house, and she'd get a tummy ache, and it'd be bad. It'd be bad for all of us. Personal. Fulfillment and what you believe is going to make you happy right now in this moment is not the ultimate good. It is actually important for children to hear the words no from someone who loves them. It's important for someone who loves them to teach them how to interact with the rest of the world, to give them the centerpiece of foundational love and an institution that isn't going to let them down, which is my family, me and my wife. I spent a lot of time with my children in my arms over the last 24 hours. I hate news cycles like this because there are parents in nashville that will come home and they will never be able to hold their children again it is absolutely horrific so why do these shootings happen well parenting i believe is a big big part of it but it's the breakdown of the local institutions that bind us and that ground us they are being ground to powder and that is actually ripping our country asunder. You can see this in the data. It is absolutely empirically true and clear to anyone looking. Look at this poll from just yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, from Axios, uh, brought to you by the Wall Street Journal and Nork. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a University of Chicago funded poll. Americans' confidence in life for their children's generation will be better than it was for them. 21% feel confident. 78% do not feel confident that their children will have a better life than they w- than they had. This is catastrophic. Rarely does one poll stare so deeply into the soul of the nation and tell its story. But a new Wall Street Journal, Nork poll, exposes the generational and political divides that echo loudly and transformatively across our culture, politics, and governance. Why this matters. Patriotism, religious Faith, having children, and other priorities that help define national character for generations are receding in importance, the Wall Street Journal notes. Tolerance for others, deemed as important by 80% of Americans as recently as four years ago, has fallen to 58. You wonder why individuals can be radicalized to go into school and kill children, which is, of course, the darkest evil that can infect your heart. The findings in this poll, they polled 1,000 adults. They asked them to describe the state of the nation's economy. 1%, not a typo, said excellent. 56% said a four-year college degree is not worth the cost. 33% said they had little to no confidence in public schools. Tectonic shifts in patriotism dropped from 70% to 38%. This is what you value. Do you value patriotism? 38% said yes. This is a catastrophic drop from 20 years ago. Religion dropped 62% to 39%. Having children dropped 59% to 30%. Community involvement dropped 47% to 27%. Money is the only thing that rose. That actually rose in importance by 10 points for people, 31% to 43%. The bottom line, this is a generation that is lost and that is soulless and that is collapsing. And we need to stop the bleeding metaphorically and physically. What does this all point to? It points to the things like family, which I provide for my children, breakdown. It points to the breakdown of religious institutions, schools, community, local libraries, your sports team, the things that are localized, that give you institutional support, well-being, confidence in yourself, and a reason for being. Those things are being eroded quickly and at scale. For what? The atomization of the individual. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are facing a crisis of people who have no purpose in their lives. And that that purpose has been eroded by elites who wish to atomize the individual and wish to simply break them down to their real selves, their inner selves. What's inside of you is all really that matters. Forget your family. Actually, ignore your family and what they taught you. Ignore your church and what they taught you. Ignore your community leaders. Ignore your mentors. Ignore your pastor. The people that matter in your life, your grandparents. They're wrong. The only thing that is actually right is the government and a massive system of people who wish to control every single element of your life but will give you, in return... For your corruption of the local institutions that really matter and that ground you, the personal freedom of your individual pleasure, of what you particularly feel like today, we'll validate that. We'll affirm you. And that's not actually a life at all. That's just being told, yes, 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 yes. That's just me going to my two-year-old and giving them yes, 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 yes. Everything that my two-year-old wants right now in this very instant, in this very second is right and righteous. Now, dare I tell her no. I would have a horrific child if that was my parenting strategy. But that is the way that government treats individuals in our society. That is the radical mind virus infestation that is happening right now in multiple different forms, but including the trans movement, it is now being weaponized against the institutions that actually hold society together, like the church and the family. And that is the goal, because it's very easy to control an entire nation of atomized individuals who have absolutely nothing connecting themselves other than the government. Barack Obama talks about this. Barack Obama had a line in a speech that was much pandered, but now you are actually seeing the real world effect of it saying, the only thing we all have in common is the government. The government's the only thing we all got. And what does that eventually lead to? Some soulless, cold, faceless government. That eventually leads to hopelessness. The government is not going to keep you warm at night. The government is not going to make sure that you have some type of purpose in life, like my children do for me every single day. The government is always and perpetually going to fail you and is going to treat you like a number on a ledger, like a widget, like a spreadsheet data column. That is what they do. And that is immoral, it is inhuman, and it is true throughout all history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not okay. And the breaking of the ties inside of our local communities, with our families, with our churches, with our sports teams, with who we are as individuals, with where we get our worth, value, and purpose, our connection with God, That is the ultimate goal. The government wants to atomize our relationship with our Lord and Savior, with a higher power. The government sees themselves as the higher power. And so what we actually have here, ladies and gentlemen, in this country is a spiritual crisis masquerading as a mental health crisis. Check out this footage. Check out this image of all the mugshots of recent mass shooters. Here is an image of all the mugshots of recent mass shooters, ladies and gentlemen. See if you can find one thing that ties them all together. There's some wit on there. There are a lot of dudes. There's people of all races. A lot of sunken eyes, a lot of lost souls. I can tell you something that probably ties all of these people together. Fatherlessness and mental illness and a lack of purpose and a lack of love and a lack of a parent telling them no. I love you and no. See if you can find some major thread that connects all of them. That's why I hate playing these games because I don't like it when the left picks and chooses which mass shooter, you know, there was a mass shooter at Michigan State. There's a black guy who's like middle age on the, you know, on the woke train and this guy went and shot up a bunch of people. You never heard about it just literally evaporated didn't fit the narrative if the guy had a red hat on well it would have been number one news i hate playing that game i would like to talk about this issue in terms that might save my children someday because again the ultimate goal in my life is to return home to my children every single night and to make a life for them that is literally the driving factor i say at every single show god family country family is right up near the top and is a is a actual derivative of my relationship with God, because God commands me to raise my children a certain way and to provide for them certain guardrails in life. And what is happening right now is the guardrails are being removed by people who wish to actually atomize us and wish to break us down into the basest. They don't wish to love you. These are the the craven elites and the media who are subservient to them. They don't wish to love you care for you or see you as a special individual, as somebody who God created. They see you as a number on a ledger, and now you're seeing the results, ladies and gentlemen, of that. The footage of the break-in at the school. This individual, I don't want to say the killer's name. Monster, I'll say. Monster. We'll call them Monster. This monster shot through a locked door at a Christian school. This was an anti-Christian hate crime, period. Call it what it is. They want to dehumanize their targets. And so that is why oftentimes you hear them talk about the church, Christians, white Americans, cisgendered males in such vicious terminology. And we'll show you some examples of that in just a moment. What happened yesterday was a deeply disturbed, clearly unwell individual shot through a locked door at a school and then took a firearm and went plowing through the school, shooting at will, killing six people, three children. Watch. Go police releasing surveillance video of gunman Audrey Hale shooting through the door to get into the Covenant school today where three kids and three adults were murdered. And now you'll see her stalking through the hallways of the school. We just got this video moments ago. Uh, Well, we were looking forward to seeing that manifesto and learning more about what happened today. So the manifesto has been released. It's an anti-Christian diatribe. It is uh, everything that you thought it, it, it would be. It is the end result of an atomized individual who has been lied to by the corporate press and who has been lied to by major political parties and the elites who run them to say that the number one end goal in life is your personal fulfillment and there's people standing in the way of that. Well, they may deserve to die. It was a sick way in a hedonistic way to live your life. Now, thank God there are good people still left in this world, and some of those good people are officers. I believe we have the photos of the officers here uh, who took down this individual. These officers are absolute heroes of the republic. God bless them. Young men. Look at them. They're boys. They look like they're in their 20s. I can't confirm that, but these people are—these two young men are absolute heroes. What's their name? Metropolitan, uh, Metropolitan Police Chief said – Police Chief John Drake said Officer Rex Engelbert and Officer Michael Koslow fired on the 28-year-old mur- uh, monster – I will not say the, the murderer's name – fatally wounded her, bringing an end to the shooting. We're going to play you some of this uh, body cam footage, uh, and I want you to notice something about the officers. Watch.
1: Oh, me, on oh, me. I don't know
0: yeah. where he is. Metro police, the door. Here. Bathroom, here go. bathroom, small bathroom. Clear. Next, let's go. If you wish to see the full five-minute body cam footage, we cannot play it for you on this show. It does show them engaging the monster murderer and neutralizing the threat if you wish to see it it is posted on social media including our twitter account you're welcome to go there and watch it we cannot play it for you on this show in its totality i want to state something uh, as i watch this footage these officers are heroes those parents at that school if their child returned to them it is because of these officers they went in fiercely and quickly and neutralized this threat in less than 15 minutes from the initial call the initial break at less than 15 minutes this person was clearly demonically possessed well met their fate in hell i'll just say it because you you just you don't go about murdering children and expect a, a happy ending to that He's sick monster. These officers, if you watch this video, cleared those rooms with incredible speed, lightning speed, with no care at all for their own personal safety, meaning they weren't cowering in the corners or hiding behind some little shield or waiting outside for reinforcements. They just went. It was three of them, if I'm counting correctly, in the the breach party. And they took care of business. Those men deserve awards, medals. They deserve to be honored. We also deserve to honor the people who lost their lives, including a nine-year-old girl of the pastor of the school. Man, it's hard to do stories like this because I see my own kids And every parent does. Do you, watching right now? That's the pastor. And that's his daughter, Haley, who's with Jesus Christ right now. Could you imagine going back to church there? Could you imagine what this man is having to deal with right now? We deliver a Bible verse on every single show. uh, But I would like to ask simply right now that all Believers of all faiths pray for this man. And if you don't believe in God, then find God and then start praying. This is the evil that we fight. And when I say that it is a spiritual battle masquerading as mental illness, this is how you need to see the world. This is the lens you must see the world through. It is not a coincidence that this individual went and attacked a church. They keep saying it's a school. It's a church. The building itself is a church. Yes, there is a Christian school inside of that church. This individual attacked a church. Point blank. This Christian school had no armed resource officers. was deeply unfortunate. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Soft schools is a major issue in this country. We should not have soft schools. Let me tell you something as a proud firearm owner, Second Amendment believer, somebody who has uh, my fair share of firearms, including some in this shot right now. If you were to present to me evidence, hard evidence, that if I were to take my firearms and melt them down, And that would prevent every school shooting and every bad thing, I would do it. I would be the first. I would be the one to throw them into the molten lava. It would be me. I would personally decommission them to right now, live on this show. If you could show me that evidence. But you can't. What ends up happening when you have soft targets like schools like this is that monsters. That is the name for this person. Monster they get access to a weapon. It could be a firearm. It could be a knife. Senator Rand Paul had a staffer that was nearly killed with a knife in Washington, D.C. Are you going to ban knives? Check out the murder stats in London. They're very high, and virtually every murder has been committed with a knife. See, what you're going to do is you're going to disarm me, The moral, law-abiding parent who wishes to protect my children. And then you're going to make sure that only the criminals, the mentally disturbed, and these monsters have firearms. And so, no, I will not give up my firearms. No, I will not be sitting there like a fish in a barrel. And yes, I believe that it is traitorous to our nation to have given $200 billion to Ukraine and on a single penny for armed resource officers around the country. Do you know how many salaries you could provide for armed resource officers in every single school in America? So instead of 15 minutes, when that person starts firing through the door, they are met with force, equal and opposing force. So they never get to a child. I wonder, how many armed resource officers, any math whizzes in the audience, how many armed resource officers would $200 billion buy? How many rounds of ammo? How many firearms being held by a trained professional to secure our most precious possession? Certainly my most precious possession. If you're a parent, your most precious possession. And every damn person knows it. Our children, ladies and gentlemen, our future. How much would it cost? traitorous. And now that pastor goes home, ladies and gentlemen, because a trans activist, mentally ill, spiritually deranged, demon-possessed individual, went and took the life of his little girl. Here's the police confirming the identity of the activist.
2: Our investigations tell us that she was a former student uh, at the school, I don't know what grade she's attended or grades, but we do uh, firmly believe she was a student there. Did she identify as transient? She does uh, aden- identify as transgender. yes.
1: Is there any reason to believe the shooter first went to the church before going to the school?
2: Uh, I can't give you that information, Sure, We know that the minute the calls came in, we responded uh, to the church. So. To the school. To
0: the
1: school. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this is a biological female identifying as a male. This individual targeted Christians. This was a targeted attack on Christians and a Christian church and Christian children. Do not let them get it twisted. Do not let them lie to you. This is terrorism against the Christian church. The police say so in case you're wondering where I'm getting this. Oh, I didn't hear you say that again, sir. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is, has any motive for targeting this woman?
2: Uh, we can give you that at a later time. There is uh, some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. So
1: was this a targeted attack?
0: It was. So it was a targeted attack. They raided this individual's home, found their writings and their manifesto and so on. I'm not going to distribute it or share it. I'm simply going to say that it is anti-Christian vile, vile that comes straight from the pit of hell. And so does all of the rhetoric around the trans movement right now. Please observe this rally who we, we do not know if it has been canceled yet. We have no official announcement if this has been canceled. This is something that's supposed to happen this week. Friday, am I wrong? Not far from the church. That was just shot up. By a deeply deranged, mentally ill transgender activist. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop transgenocide. Assemble. Wear a mask. Bring a buddy. When are we going to tone down the rhetoric? Where does this genocide rhetoric come from? You know, religious people who just behave as all society has organized itself in stating that there are two genders and that those genders are biological realities. Religious people stating those things and organizing their lives around them is not a genocide. It is a biological fact. If it hurts your feelings, that's not up. That that's not up to me. This language, these kind of posters, wear a mask, bring a buddy, this is part of the problem, the ratcheting up of the rhetoric around this extreme, very dangerous ideology. And we have example after example after example. Tucker Carlson just did an entire monologue on transgender day at the gun range boy man was tucker carlson right again and what do we have here ladies and gentlemen well we have the last messages from the shooter this is a confirmed instagram screenshot from the direct messages on instagram i'm planning to die today you'll probably hear about me on the news trans shooter monster final messages to friend Before she shot six people, including three little children. I'm planning to die today. You'll probably hear about me in the news. So basically, I made a post on here. It was a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me in the news. This is the last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Unless that person's going to hell. I don't know about that. Hey, I hope God covers you, you know, somebody, this this individual gives her some kind words. I know I don't want to live. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I need to die. I want to tell you first because, well, you're a nice person. I've known you. This person wants to die. Okay. So where was the help for this monster? This person did not need extra pills This person did not need a different style of clothing. This person needed a mental institution. This person needed deep psychological help. Did she get it from her parents? Well, we know very little about her parents, but I will tell you this. Whenever there is a tragedy, I look to the parents because I know personally the responsibility that parents hold as it pertains to the raising of children. This is something that I endeavor on. Now, the mother of this Transgender Nashville shooter was a gun control activist. She shared petitions to keep guns out of school. The irony, the horrible, horrible irony. She was far left wing. She had posts on Facebook that demonstrate her left wing ideology. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not trying to victim blame here but unloved, uncared for, undisciplined children who are led to believe fantasies and who are led astray by a corrupted society that is possessed and does not intend good for them. You have to protect your kids. You have to protect your kids. And that should be the ultimate role of government. But instead... Ladies and gentlemen, what we get from the leader in the House, the Democrat Party, are lies aimed directly at assaulting parents and their right to raise and protect their children so that things like this do not happen to them. Here's Hakeem Jeffries from just a few days ago, the Democrat leader in the House, speaking about books that... Republicans wish to ban.
2: Go. Martin
1: Luther King Jr. What else do they want to ban? They want to ban a book called Melissa. A book describing, in very personal terms, the experience of a trans girl beginning to understand her identity. What's so dangerous about that? I was taught... In, 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 in my religion, growing up in the Cornerstone Baptist Church, that we are all
0: God's children. Shouldn't we learn about all of God's children? Oh, what about the children that you want aborted? Are they God's children? Mr. Cornerstone Baptist Church? I find it very curious that Hakeem Jeffries is going to sit there and try and state that his church, I feel like going to Cornerstone Baptist Church, uh, we should go there and we should ask people, what they believe about biological gender and the way that God created man and woman. Because you can go find it in the book of Genesis, verse one. Like, this is my religion. You, this is what I believe. This is my belief system. I structure my life around this belief system. So you can't tell me and you can't sit there and criminalize it or tell me that it's wrong or that it's fake or that it's not real. This is the way that society has organized itself since the dawn of, of man This is so radical I really wonder what people at uh, really want any reporters out there why don't you go to Hakim Jeffries' church and go ask the parishioners there about what they think of the first chapter of Genesis Adam and Eve and God's creation and see if they agree with Hakim there It's so diminutive And it really does hit at the core issue that we are talking about here, which is you cannot treat a problem if you cannot diagnose a problem, if you do not know its root. And so we talk a lot, and I showed you all the mugshots. I believe very few of these people are transgender activists, but I'll tell you one thing they have in common with the shooter from yesterday, a broken family, an absentee father, A lack of love, a lack of purpose, a lack of meaning, a lack of a relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what they all have in common. So why wouldn't we get these people the help that they need? Well, because you can't talk about it often. But we're going to talk about it on this show. It's our obligation. Here's some mental health data. From the trans community, data indicates that 82% of transgender individuals have considered killing themselves, and 40% have attempted suicide, with suicidality highest among transgender youth. This is from PubMed. This is from your NIH.gov is the URL for this, in case you're wondering where I get this data. Take it up with the NIH. An estimated 49% of adolescents had a mental health disorder at some point in their lives. This according to HHS adolescence, and mental health disorders. Uh, That's not not good. Engage in risky or destructive behavior, thoughts of suicide, think their mind is being controlled or is out of control, and hear other people, hear other things that people cannot hear. This is, these are some of the, according to our own HHS, these are some of the main symptoms here. 50% of American teenagers, anxiety disorders, depression, ADHD, eating disorders. We have a mental health crisis in this country that should not be affirmed. It should be cared for. It should have strong leaders like Bill Lee, who on March 3rd, just three weeks ago, signed a ban on gender affirming, I'm not gonna use that word, child mutilation. Medical child mutilation for minors and drag show restrictions for minors. Now, other states are joining suit, and I hope that they do so quickly. As somebody who has dealt with massive mental illness that has corrupted and collapsed members of my family, that has led to suicide in my direct family, my uncle, My grandfather, suicide for my uncle, a a complete lobotomized, uh, drug-induced paranoia for my grandfather that I had to live with as he sat there like a vegetable as I was growing up. There's a deep and abiding history of mental illness. I've seen it up close. And I actually, I haven't seen it in members of my family that committed suicide. Don't I wish that they had gotten the help that they need? Don't I wish that they had gotten the grounding that they need? And they hadn't been lobotomized by a state and a medical community that perhaps were just looking at them to make a buck. This is a huge problem in our nation, along with the hatred of Christians. Attacks against Catholic churches approached 300 incidents since May of 2020. This is an ongoing attack against the church, being agitated and radicalized by a media that really needs to create, essentially, more bad guys, more racism, more extremism. Because the demand far outstrips the supply. The media is doing everything that they can right now to make the monster the victim here. I, this is the most repulsive part of the entire show, but ladies and gentlemen, watch our corporate press behave in such a vile, despicable, rodent-like, reptilian manner in using this child murderer as a propaganda tool to promote pronouns and to claim that it is actually the transgender community that is the victim here. Watch.
1: Hale, who police say identifies as transgender. That news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. KPRC News' Bryce Newberry picks up our coverage from here.
0: Demonstrators at the Texas State Capitol Monday fighting against anti-trans bills being considered by state lawmakers as news broke that the Nashville school shooter identifies as transgender. It doesn't excuse anything that happened. I am concerned about how um, opposition and people who are uh, anti-trans We'll try to spin this now with another reason for the texas trans community to be in the spotlight and at least two months remaining of the legislative session advocates worry the attacks aren't over you can't say so it's the trans community not the children not the little children that were slaughtered by a militant terrorist radicalized by these same media outlets genocide. The language, the language, the memes, memes we can't even show you here from trans activists. Who are the bad guys here? Well, the media is saying that it's actually the cops. I I kid you not. And in in a very high bar for me, trans rights or else. Look at that. Is that person on on the FBI's most watched list right now? Is this individual going to put it put in shackles like a January sixer? That seems like a threat, trans rights or else. It's a bunch of firearms, a bunch of different firearms in the shape of the trans flag. Look at this rhetoric. You can't find anything like this. Uh, In the Christian church, of course, on the political right, they are agitating these people. And they know, they know that among them are deeply disturbed and mentally broken individuals, mentally ill individuals. What kind of an effect is this going to have you're being genocided. This church is going to genocide you by not by not affirming you or your delusion or your derangement. What effect is that going to have on a person that should by right be institutionalized? And not just this person, maybe all of these mass shooters. So many of them screaming out for help. The Parkland shooting, which happened down the road, you know, in my state, across the other side of the state. I'm very, very close with a Parkland father. His name's Andrew Pollock. He's been on the show many times. He's coming on the show tomorrow. Andrew Pollock had a mentally deranged individual named Nicholas Cruz who was on the FBI's wanted list. They did nothing. This person was a deeply mentally ill individual. Mental illness masquerading as a spiritual problem. And guess which side the media is on. Check out this article from the Post Millennial. Uh, uh, USA Today accuses Nashville police of misgendering trans school shooter. Six people, three children killed. Here's the tweet. USA Today tweet. It is the most repulsive thing I've seen in media. And this that is saying a lot. The New York Times did the same thing. They played the exact same game. New York Times, confusion, gender identity. An assistant for the Nashville shooting. Officials use she and her and refer to the suspect uh, social media post. Appear to identify as a man. This is what the New York Times, this is what's important in the New York Times. Gold check mark for them. Gold standard for the New York Times. So they're worried about dead naming instead of dead children. That's what's most important. Is that the mass murderer, terrorist, monster not be dead named after leaving body bags inside of a school. Got it. For his part, Joe Biden, knowing that he would be protected by the media and and utterly oblivious, came wobbling down into the White House and started cracking jokes about ice cream, talking about how beautiful, hitting on kids, talking about how beautiful little children are in the audience. While the uh, su- suicidal and deeply disturbed activism that is championed by his party just claimed six lives in Nashville. Here's Joe Biden. His opening remarks yesterday, when everyone tuned in, all the media tuned in to listen to Joe Biden say something solemn you know, comforter-in-chief and so on. These are the the rules for a president. They tuned in to hear Joe Biden, and here's what they heard.
2: From the White House. My name is Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You <laughs> think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. <clears throat> <clears throat> Folks, uh, it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back they <laughs> <laughs> Are your kids all four of them? Yes. Well, stand up, guys.
1: John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. Uh, considering uh, the moment,
2: like you, um,
1: we were, we were told that the shooting yeah. that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this off, off the top.
2: She, she used to be three years Yeah, ago. it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to
1: the podium here and addressed the school shooting.
0: So, a absolutely sick morally depraved joe do you remember joe joe biden saying that it's sinful sinful to not allow parents to treat their little children like the like gucci like a gucci handbag to not allow chardonnay moms xanax rattling around uh in their purses to not abuse their children mutilate them for life Joe Biden said it was sinful to not do that. Christian Joe Biden. Denying uh, the the very essence and creation of God. We're not anti-trans. We're we're pro-human here on this channel. We're like pro-human being. And and, and we're anti-mental illness. We want people to get help. Very Catholic, very Christian. Joe Biden, so Christian that he went to three or four different church services. One was a black church, one was a white church, one was an Asian church, one was a purple church. So Christian, Joe Biden. And here's how he describes God's design.
2: Transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable.
0: Christian Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Joe Biden, pro-child mutilation. Joe Biden at the uh, exact same event yesterday, uh, instead of uh, providing any type of cold comfort, just even try, buddy, just like with East Palestine, just like try to show up. For these families, Joe Biden said, had this message to say to the parents who just had their children's children taken from him uh, uh, via an ideology that Joe Biden supports.
2: And by the way, I'm supposed to. I'm I'm known as America's most pro-labor senator. Well, guess what? And then as now as president. Well, guess what? There, in fact, increasing the number of women are in labor unions. It's got to be. Oh, no, you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding
0: the hell are you talking about? Take a moment, man. Take a cold bath. Actually, probably put Joe Biden into cardiac arrest. Uh, Just don't say anything in, in moments like this. Cringing Pierre, her unenviable job is to speak on behalf of President Biden. Here's what she had to say. In his
1: state of the union, the president called on Congress to do something to stop the epidemic of gun violence, tearing families apart, tearing communities apart. How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons
0: ban? You know, it's not the weapon. We're going to cover right now uh, how Rand Paul Staffer was nearly stabbed to death in broad daylight just walking in front of a D.C. restaurant that I've been to like a million times, a Mexican cantina. That our upcoming guest, Mike Davis, lives like not too far from, actually. It's not the weapon. It's the soul. Evil people will do evil things. It, 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 the weapons are quite irrelevant. Anyone can find a brick or a rock. Anyone can go to a Walmart and buy a knife. It's the soul. And so when people show you the blackness of their soul, when they s- scream these mentally ill children, that they're being genocided when they say trans rights or else with a bunch of firearms? Like, what message are you sending when Jane Fonda goes on The View and literally advocates for the murder of conservative politicians? What message are you sending
2: We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back.
0: Well, I think the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane. Speaking. Yeah. And, then, and, and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But We're I, not I'm not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well, it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. What did you say? Murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run that's with it. Worst. She's Joking. just kidding. It's Well, let me talk to you about it. Let's move on. Murder. And the reason why it's wrong is because people like our show will pick up on it. And an audience like you might hear it. That's what was wrong with saying you need to just murder people that don't agree with us. That is the language of the left. We would, of course, never use language like that. Jane Fonda gets passed. The View isn't canceled. Jane Fonda isn't canceled. And lo and behold, a week afterward, here goes a radical left-wing activist after a bunch of children to commit murder. The ideology and the blackness of the soul, that's what people have in common. The mental illness, the purposelessness, the subservience to a broken tautology and ideology inside of a federal government that doesn't care about you, that wishes to atomize and destroy you, that wants to erode the things that actually give purpose in life, like a functional relationship, like love, like your family, like your grandparents, like your community, your sports teams. The guys you hang out with on the weekend. These are the things that actually like give your life purpose. Children, most of all, secondary only to a relationship with God. And then what happens when you have a society like that? Well, uh, what happens is anarcho-tyranny. And you're starting to see it it, it, it rising swiftly in this country. Yesterday, we learned that a Rand Paul staffer was brutally attacked by a knife-wielding assailant in Washington, D.C., Senator Rand Paul Staffer was stabbed over the weekend in the chest and in the head. The unidentified male staffer suffered life-threatening injuries in an attack of a guy who was just released, 42-year-old suspect, just released by police, said that this, – this subject said that voices in his head were telling him to attack the Rand Paul Staffer. That's what he said. The voices in my head were telling me to do it. So instead of releasing this guy, how about a mental institution? How about a psychological assessment and then a mental institution? This past week, a member of my staff was brutally attacked in broad daylight. Says Rand Paul. He was attacked outside of a Mexican restaurant that we all know. The Kentucky Republican uh, added that he's like to ask for privacy. This person is in the hospital. What happens when you have a hopeless society? What happens when you remove all of the barriers and all of the purpose from someone's life? Well, they hear voices and then just start stabbing people. Oh, by the way, a firearm was not used in this attempted murder of a Republican staffer. Here's the news. Stabbed in broad daylight over the weekend in Washington, D.C., the senator released a statement saying, quote, I ask you to join Kelly and me in praying for a speedy and complete recovery and thanking the first responders, hospital staff and police for their diligent actions. The suspect has been arrested and charged with assault with intent to kill. As you remember, Rand Paul himself was brutally attacked by a neighbor. He suffered broken ribs. Now, we don't know if this attack was politically motivated, but we do know Washington, D.C. is dangerous. Washington DC is dangerous. Joining us now from Washington DC, the in-house attorney for this show, the very great Mike Davis. Mike, do you feel safer in Joe Biden's America? Does, do you do you feel secure walking down the streets of Washington? Well,
1: I mean, I I know everyday Americans don't feel safe. I have guns, and so if people try to stab me in the face, they're going to get shot. But, uh, you know, for everyday Americans in Washington, D.C., no, it's not a safe place. I live in that neighborhood. I live in the H Street neighborhood when I'm in D.C. I split my time between Denver and D.C., so I go from... Crazies in Denver to crazies in D.C. So dystopian hellhole in Denver, dystopian hellhole in D.C. And this is Ben, we need to step back and remind people this is all part of the left's plan. There's this is not an accident. What's going on? What the left has done. We've had we have 400 million guns in America. We've we have more guns than people. And we've always had more guns than people. Why have mass shootings become a problem and a recent problem? and it's because the left celebrates instead of treats mental illness and we're st- the latest mental illness fad that they're celebrating is gender dysphoria these people are very seriously mentally ill we, they should get treatment we should show compassion for these people that doesn't mean that we should allow the democrats to exploit these people and turn this into gender ideology to divide and conquer our country which is which is part one of their tactics. They want to use racial division with BLM. They want to use gender chaos with pronouns and me too. They want to use Antifa. They want us to hate our country. They want us to divide our divide and conquer our country to hate our country so they can replace it with their Marxist utopia. Right. And we've seen over the last hundred years and a hundred million deaths that these Marxist utopias don't end well.
0: Yeah, this is a, uh... Textbook Marxism. This is uh, Karl Marx talks about this. You hit at the roots of the family, the church, the state becomes God, and you sow essentially civil war among the people. You atomize them into just single individuals, not communities that are healthy and that provide support, but like single individuals, and then you make them subservient to the state. You actually Mao did the exact same thing. Uh, with struggle sessions in China you 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 go and you attack the actual roots of what ground a society and then you make people scared to walk the streets which i was by the time i left dc man i feel for you still being back there part time is i i was terrified to walk the streets of washington dc uh they had they have executed perfectly there uh this dream of a marxist utopia where everyone is just scared nobody is willing to fight nobody is willing to stand up uh and and you're worried that you'll get murdered standing in broad daylight in front of a Mexican restaurant.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, th- and this is I, I love James Comer, the House Oversight Committee chairman. He needs to start doing oversight of D.C. D.C. is a federal enclave under our Constitution. It is controlled by Congress. It belongs to all Americans. And we have these dumb, woke, loud politicians in Washington, D.C., like Mario Bowser and the D.C. City Council who think that they're going to turn this into like their little Marxist playground. And so they make it impossible for Americans all over the country to visit Washington, D.C. because they're terrified. That needs to stop. What what needs to happen is is they need to repeal. Congress needs to repeal the D.C. Home Rule Act of 1973 because these these woke morons in D.C. have proven that they cannot run the city. Right. It is a dystopian hellhole. There's trash homeless camps, crime, it is chaos, right? And so Congress needs to take back Washington, D.C. In the meantime, because uh, Biden will veto that. In the meantime, what they need to do is put a federal control board in control of the D.C. police, have the D.C. police who are very good men and women who want to do their jobs, but the politicians are not letting them do their job. So Comer should push for a federal control board. I think they did this back in 1996 with Marion Barry as the as the mayor, put in a federal control board, for the DC police, and we, we will be able to clean up this mess very quickly.
0: So, speaking of a mess that needs to be cleaned up, I would love to get your take on what's happening with President Trump in Manhattan. I know this has sort of been bumped from the news. We might get an indictment this week, we might not get an indictment this week. A lot of people are saying a lot of different things about Alvin Bragg. Trump saying that Alvin Bragg's already dropped the case against him. Who knows? Uh, but your your take on two things in particular. One, congressional oversight of Alvin Bragg because that seems to be uh, quite a bit of a a fight right now. And then two, what chance does this case have of actually indicting Donald Trump?
1: Well, I mean if Soros if this Soros funded DA, uh, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg wants to go to a overwhelmingly democrat grand jury in Met in Manhattan and get an indictment, he can't. You could indict a ham sandwich. I hope that uh, the Soros DA, Alvin Bragg, puts his country before his political career. Uh, An indictment will make him very popular in Manhattan, but it's going to be very damaging to the country because this is clearly a politicized and weaponized prosecution. It's part of a pattern by the Democrats. They're using uh, special counsel Jack Smith over uh, classified documents in Mar-a-Lago that President Trump was allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. They're looking at... Uh, Fannie Willis down in Fulton County, Georgia, to go after Trump for uh, for twisting arms polit- politically, which was what politicians do. That's it's it's contemplated by the first. It's it's allowed by the First Amendment, and uh, we're we're allowed to object to presidential elections. Otherwise, Democrats would be in jail and from objecting in 1969, 2001, 2005, and two, 2017. What Alvin Bragg is investigating here is a non-crime. It is not a crime for wealthy businessmen in New York to pay pay nuisance settlements to make nuisance claims go away. If that, that were a crime, every businessman in New York would be in prison. And this is from 2016. Uh, they're trying to take what could possibly be a, a misdemeanor at best and stretching it and convoluting it into a federal felony campaign finance violation. Alvin Bragg, when he worked for the New York Attorney General's office, pushed the former Manhattan DA to decline this very case. The Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office declined this very case, and so did the Federal Election Commission. It is a bogus, trumped-up charge. It's politicized and weaponized. And I do think that Alvin Bragg and the Democrats, really the Democrat overlords, are telling him to pull back. And I think what you're going to see is Jack Smith uh, coming forward with bogus allegations against Trump related to Mar-a-Lago. That's next up on, on the dance card.
0: God, it'll never ever end. A final final parting shot here. How 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 does Trump? How do they go after Trump for classified documents when Joe Biden is in the f- the pickle that he's in right now?
1: Well, that's that's going to be a huge problem for Merrick Garland because at the end of the day, Garland was forced to appoint these uh, special counsel to investigate Biden. At the end of the day, it is Garland's decision whether to bring charges is the special counsel who recommends to the attorney general, the attorney general decides. So if charges are brought, that means Merrick Garland has said to bring these charges. And you can't charge President Trump for his lawful possession of presidential records and the office of the former president. He's allowed to have those under the Presidential Records Act. That's why he gets federally funded staff, security clearances, secure office space called SCIFs, Secret Service protections. Former vice presidents like Biden don't get any of that. And we have evidence that Biden had stolen classified records from the Obama White House in several different locations, unguarded, espionage. And we also have evidence that Hunter Biden, his dirtball son, used these stolen classified records to secure. Uh, His illegal deals in Ukraine and China. So uh, Merrick Garland, uh, uh, if he goes after Trump, this is going to blow up badly on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we are seeing sort of the, the final throws of the get Trump. Got to make the orange jumpsuit match the orange skin. We've been promising these lunatics, these mentally ill individuals in our party, seven years that we'd get Trump. And I guess we'll just throw anything at the wall now. Thank you, Mike, for making sure that it doesn't stick. Mike, where can people find your work?
1: Article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article 3 Project. At article number three project. And my personal
0: is M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you, Ben. Gotta give Mike a follow. He's got so close to 100,000 followers. ALX, tell everyone to follow Mike right now. We got to get him to 100K. Let's go. Six figures, Mike. And Article 3 Project is right there on Twitter. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. House attorney, Mike Davis, always a wonderful booking because he's just so succinct. He really does like split wood, chop the wood very, very briskly and quickly and effectively and add some clarity, especially to a heavy show like this. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe a little bit of uh, good news here. We'll see. Trump bombshell mystery witness revealed former National Enquirer publisher David Pecker that's his real name, testifies before Manhattan grand jury hush money probe as incident looms. Uh, former head of the National Enquirer, David Pecker, left the Manhattan courts on Monday afternoon amid reports the grand jury had reconvened to hear another witness in the case of the Donald Trump hush money payment. Comes new reports emerged the grand jury did not vote on Monday whether to indict President Trump. OK, well, here's Donald Trump reacting to that. Star with
2: us. He probably did that to ingratiate himself to me because that would be maybe smart to do from his standpoint. But he probably did that to ingratiate himself. But if you take a look at that letter, that's perfect. Now, I will say, you also have other people that say it wouldn't have even mattered because there was still no campaign contribution, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the FEC, but you look at that letter. And it spells it out, in my opinion, much more accurately. The FEC, though, has looked at this and turned it down. No, the FEC, the DOJ, DOJ. the previous Manhattan DA, and even Alvin Bragg originally. He turned it down. He turned it down. And you know who else turned it down? Bob Mueller turned it down. Everybody looked at this. This thing's ancient history. Let me be
0: ancient history. 46% of Democrats say the DA prosecuting Trump would be outrageous abuse of power. Democrats appear to be divided when it comes to rumors that leftist Marxist district attorney Alvin Bragg potentially might be indicting President Trump. New survey found respondents split. So when you're splitting the Democrat base, man, you got you got real problems. Speaking of real problems, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken will be subpoenaed for the cable's warning of Afghanistan tr- catastrophe. You will recall that the Biden administration was super duper ethereal about their surprise in Afghanistan, but it turns out they've been lying to you. Head of the House Foreign Affairs Committee said late Monday that he's going to subpoena Secretary of State Anthony Blinken for the documents. Michael McCall said that he's given the State Department until close of business to turn over the July 13th dissent cable by 23 diplomats that said they were warned of rapid territorial gains by the Taliban and subsequent collapse of the Afghanistan security forces offer recommendations and ways to mitigate and speed up the evacuation. These people were ignored. This is Benghazi 2.0. Joe Biden, of course, collapsed in the polls as soon as he botched Afghanistan, leading to more death. Of course, mentally, mental illness leading to death. OK, you have a president with dementia leads to people getting killed. 13 uh, American service members getting killed in this incident uh, and we pray for them as well. Let's hope that there is some justice. Joe Biden has never recovered in the polls, but that, of course, doesn't do it for us. And it doesn't do it for us ending a show like this. Um, we don't feel good about it. This is not something that we feel great about. I hate doing shows like this. I hate it. This is why I like wanted to focus on the real issues at hand, which is mentally ill people getting the treatment that they need and Many of the times, the thing that they need is a parent who loves them, who can tell them no, a parent who can tell them that's not good for you, like I do with my kids every single day. That's what people need is guardrails in life. They give you the lie. They tell you the lie that ultimate freedom is going to liberate you. But what it actually does is put you in chains, spiritual chains, demonic chains. And there's only one way to break those chains, and that is to establish a relationship with God, a relationship with your family, a relationship with someone who loves you, a spouse, who cares about you, to let grow out of that love children and further purpose in life. And it's incredible what having kids actually does to a life. I can speak as a young man here, the purpose and demand and desire to be a better person, to be an achieving person, to be a good person, and to be an example to those around you. All of that comes with raising children. All of that comes with the responsibility of being a parent, and it is a glorious one. If we wish to save this country, it's parents who can do it. It really does all start at parents, and it starts right here inside of the heart. And it's why we remind everyone on this show, every single show, with what the true truth is, what the real truth is. And the real truth actually uh, does not come from our government. And it doesn't come from social media. It comes from the scriptures. and That's why we end every single show with a Bible verse. Our verse today comes from Proverbs. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief and fall and fall and fall and fall forever. Yeah, if you go kill kids in a school, you're not going to see people in another life. You're not going to like what happens to you. Don't do those kind of things. That's evil, sick, demonic, satanic stuff. We live in an age where you really are seeing demons, I mean, quite literally reveal themselves. And so it is time. Onward, Christian soldier. Stand up. Do not let these people uh, uh, have the victory. It is us who actually have the victory. And you must, must hold your children tight in these times. Protect your family. Protect yourself. And the greatest protection comes from the truth of the scriptures, organizing your life correctly. God, family, country, every single show. a Bible verse and God, family, country, every single show. Because we need those reminders. I need those constant reminders. Whew. Prayers, please, for the families in Nashville, for the fathers and mothers who will not ever be able to hug their children again. Prayers, please for them. We believe in prayer here. Hmm. And we believe in a better America. We're fighting for it every single day alongside you. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. See ya.